Hello, knowledge seekers. In this episode of 20 Minute Books, we delve into the pivotal exploration of human affection in A General Theory of Love by Thomas Lewis, Fari Amini, and Richard Lannan. This insightful text merges the realms of psychiatry and neuroscience to unveil how our capability to love is sculpted by our earliest bonds and interactions. The authors, all esteemed professors at the University of California, San Francisco, School of Medicine, dissect the intricate tapestry of emotion and intellect while arguing that the deep-rooted emotional programming from our childhood has far-reaching effects on our adult relationships. However, they don't leave us without hope. They propose avenues to rewire these emotional landscapes, paving the way for more nurturing and fulfilling connections with those around us. If you find yourself captivated by the psychology behind the most profound of human experiences, or if your interests lie in the neuroscience that underpins our emotional life, a general theory of love offers a compelling narrative. It's indispensable for those on a quest to understand the true essence of love and those seeking to enrich the fabric of their interpersonal relationships. Join us as we grasp the tenets set forth in this groundbreaking work, which elegantly bridges the gap between the matters of the heart and the mind. A General Theory of Love The Science Behind Falling in Love. Introduction Unlock the Secrets of the Heart Through Science. Imagine peering through a microscope and discovering not cells or bacteria, but the very essence of human affection, love. It's a concept we often reserve for sonnets and canvases, a seemingly mystical force that stirs poets and painters alike while scientists stand at the sidelines. Or do they? Not so. Say a trio of psychiatrists who refuse to accept love as an area off-limits to the keen eye of science. Thomas Lewis, Fari Amini, and Richard Lannan invite you on a voyage where the analytical meets the amorous, where clinical insight dances with the human condition, and where scientific exploration sheds light on the enigmas of the heart. Delving into the depths of human emotion, our guides explore how our very brains have been sculpted through the ages, but not just to survive the tundra or hunt in packs but also to forge and maintain vital connections with each other. They take us through the intricate tapestry of our cerebral evolution to reveal a truth we often overlook. Our brains are wired to bind us heart to heart. Trace the threads of your heart back to their origin, and you'll find they weave through the corridors of childhood. Our early interactions are more than mere memories. They are formative forces that mold the contours of our affectionate bonds as adults. The psychiatrists illuminate just how these experiences, be they gentle caresses or jarring neglect, leave an enduring imprint on our emotional blueprint, shaping our quests for intimacy in later years. The knots in our hearts aren't unbreakable chains, but intricate puzzles that, with care and expertise, can be untangled. Psychotherapy emerges not merely as a clinical tool, but as an alchemist's crucible, transforming the leaden weight of our past into the golden opportunity for renewed connections. 
Learn how the talking cure can rewire the pathways of our minds, opening new avenues for us to cultivate nurturant, flourishing relationships. In a startling revelation, the authors delve into the paradoxical act of self-harm. For some, the infliction of physical pain is a desperate measure to quell the tempest of emotional turmoil, a counterintuitive yet poignant cry for relief. This exploration is a reminder of the complex defense mechanisms that operate within us and of the need for compassionate understanding in the face of such profound distress. Finally, we are summoned to stand before the twin visages of love and in love to discern their distinct hues and textures. While one is a steady flame warming us through the seasons of life, the other is a sparkler, bursting with an intense, albeit short-lived, dazzle. Understanding this distinction is paramount, for it is at the heart of navigating the manifold emotions that color our lives. In these discoveries, we are reminded that love, in all its forms, is not beyond the grasp of scientific understanding, but is richly woven into the fabric of our being, awaiting our earnest and now informed embrace. Part 1. Travel Through Time. The Evolution of the Human Brain and its impact on emotion. Our journey of love is not complete without stepping into the time machine of our mind. To understand the present, we must first explore our ancient past. Well before modern scientists fastened their lab coats, philosophers like Hippocrates pondered the brain's role in our emotional lives as early as 450 BC. It's a tale of a profound transformation that took eons, with climate and circumstance being the master sculptors of our neural landscape. Picture our ancestors, creatures of the forest, unexpectedly thrust into the expansive savannas. The air crackles with a new urgency, adapt or face obliteration. And adapt they did, their brains evolving in incremental marvels to outwit predators and harvest sustenance from the unforgiving plains. Like a historical archive etched into our skull, our brain bears the marks of this epic quest for survival. Within its folds and fissures, we can discern the legacy of a tripartite structure, a triptych that beautifully narrates our evolutionary saga. The oldest part of this narrative, the reptilian brain, the bedrock upon which all else is built, governs our primal instincts and vital functions, a powerful reminder of our humble beginnings. Wrapped around this ancient core is the limbic brain, the cradle of emotions that heralded a significant leap in evolution. It's here the orchestration of fear, joy, and sorrow plays out, steered by key players like the amygdala. This development carried a gift unique to mammals, the warmth of emotional attachment, turning solitary foragers into protectors, playmates, and passionate lovers. Crowning our cerebral heritage is the newest brain, the neocortex, the grand chamber of higher reasoning, planning, and linguistic prowess. This is where we weigh our choices, deliberate our next move, and express our deepest thoughts. It grants us the power to transcend instinct, and navigate life's intricate maze with foresight and finesse. But as we'll come to see, these three brain regions, each a piece of the evolutionary puzzle, 
hold the keys to unlocking the often enigmatic and unpredictable ways we engage in relationships. It's a rich, complex, and sometimes confounding tapestry that explains why the heart can sometimes bewilder even the sharpest of minds. Part 2. The Chemistry of Connection. How Neurotransmitters Shape Our Bonds. When we feel that magnetism, that intoxicating rush of warmth and connection, it's tempting to think of it as magic, that somewhere among the ethereal, a celestial melody plays just for us. But beneath our skin, in the depths of our biology, a more prosaic truth awaits its spotlight. Love is as much a neurochemical concerto as it is an emotional odyssey. Step into the inner sanctum of human emotion and you'll find neurotransmitters, the chemical couriers of the brain, silently conducting the symphony of our feelings. Prominent among them are three molecules that deserve our attention for their crucial roles in forming attachments between us. First among these is serotonin, the alleviator of anxiety and the balm for our blues. Think of it as the chemical shoulder to lean on, easing the burden of heartache and loss, and even offering solace as we traverse the rocky roads of grief. Curiously, it's also a liberator for those entwined in the thorns of joyless relationships. With a nudge in serotonin levels, perhaps through medication, the chains of fear and loss may be broken, freeing one to move on. Now, turn your gaze to oxytocin, the binding glue of motherhood, flooding through the body during childbirth to cement the profound connection between mother and infant. Yet, its role extends beyond these primal moments. It's a perennial influence, shaping affectionate ties at every stage of life. Dive into the animal kingdom, where the secrets of oxytocin play out in the open. Contrast the monogamous voles, paragons of fidelity, with their montane kin who live lives of fleeting encounters and neglected progeny. The invisible hand guiding this chasm of behavioral diversity? It's none other than oxytocin, as discovered by scientist Thomas Insel. By passing the neural fibers of these creatures, he discovered that oxytocin levels are the linchpin distinguishing lasting bonds from solitary wanderings. But the tale of neurotransmitters and attachment does not end here. There's yet another chemical player awaiting its introduction, one associated with pleasure, pain, and reward, the opiates within our own brain. Let's venture forth and unwrap the role of this third and final critical component in the next beat of our story. Part 3. Opiates. The brain's natural remedy for both physical and emotional ailments. In the theater of the human experience, pain, both physical and emotional, plays a lead role. It commands our attention, scribes indelible memories, and teaches us caution. Think of the child who, having felt the burn of a hot stove, learns to steer clear of its scalding touch. Pain, in its acute clarity, acts as a stern tutor, keeping us safe from harm and preserving our fragile vessels for another day. Pain's antithesis is equally vital to our narrative, relief. A system within us, finely tuned by evolution, exists not just to warn, but to console. This is where the story of our third chemical protagonist unfolds, opiates, the brain's healers dispatched in times of bodily injury or soul-deep sorrow to soothe and mend. But why is this neurotransmitter an emissary for the dual kingdoms of the physical and the psychological? 
It harkens back to a time when our mammalian ancestors flourished, creatures of connection, bonded in kinship and camaraderie. This social fabric called for resilience, not just against the harshness of the elements, but the anguish of loss. The pre-existing opiate mechanism, once an answer to flesh wounds, adapted to cater to the heart's wounds as well. However, this clever repurposing by the brain has its shadows. Consider the phenomenon of self-harm among teenagers, a stark manifestation of pain's twofold nature. In the throes of acute emotional distress, often born from traumatic social turmoil, these young individuals seek refuge in a paradox, invoking physical pain to quell the turmoil within. As the blade breaks the skin, so too does the brain release its opiates, muting the sting and, as an unintended consequence, providing a fleeting escape from psychic agony. This intricate dance between physical and emotional spheres, where opiates serve as both guardian and gatekeeper, reveals a profound truth. The human brain is an organ of remarkable plasticity and adaptation. It is equipped not only to survive, but to nurture the totality of our existence, body, heart, and soul. Part 4. Decoding the Brain's Autocorrect the power of attractors. As we glide through the landscape of letters and words, a curious phenomenon occurs. Our minds slip past typos like tot for that with hardly a stumble. It's a small marvel of brain function, and it all comes down to the neural pathways we call attractors. These mental constructs are akin to magnetic fields in the cognitive cosmos, pulling our perceptions into familiar orbits. Think of them as the inner autocorrect system, hard at work, even as we misread a scribbled note. It's the reason why, despite the garbled squiggles that pass for an H in hurried handwriting, we can still discern the word house rather than ows upon the paper. Attractors are our cognitive anchors, rooted deep in the fertile soil of memory. Every letter we recognize, every word we decode effortlessly, it's the attractors at play referencing the neural blueprints of all we have learned and internalized. But let's broaden the canvas beyond letters and words to the realm of human emotions. Attractors don't just dictate reading comprehension. They shape the emotional contours of our lives. From infancy, our experiences are the artisans crafting attractors in the workshop of our limbic system, that delicate part of our brain where feelings find their foundation. As life unfurls, these attractors act like puzzle pieces, clicking into place to form a coherent picture of what attachment means to us. They capture the essence of warmth, security, and connection we associate with our primary caregivers, sculpting our expectations and responses to emotional bonds as we age. It's the interplay of these limbic attractors that orchestrates our dance of attachments determining the intensity and direction of the emotional gravity we feel towards others. These invisible yet indelible marks inside our minds are the silent conductors of our hearts, choreographing the symphony of connections that define our human journey. Part 5. A Cradle of Emotions. The Importance of Attachment in Shaping Our Feelings. Picture a newborn, a fresh chapter in the sprawling human saga, with an uncharted limbic landscape awaiting cultivation. This nascent world of emotions is raw and unformed, a canvas primed for the first strokes of attachment 
that will anchor the child in a burgeoning emotional reality. In those vulnerable early years, it's the calming presence of a caregiver that becomes the cornerstone of an infant's emotional architecture. The mother's touch, her soothing voice, the reassuring gaze, these are the building blocks of the emotional prototype that the child will carry forward, a standard against which all future feelings are measured and molded. Consider the toddler navigating the uneven terrain of a park, whose tumble is met not with a predetermined reaction, but a glance at his mother's expression. Her smile or frown becomes a mirror reflecting the appropriate response, inscribing an indelible lesson in the child's malleable limbic system. This bond, this limbic regulation, is the bedrock upon which a child lays the foundation for emotional intelligence, the intricate ability to read and resonate with the silent language of another's heart. Yet, as we parade through the seasons of life, our need for limbic resonance with others doesn't wane. Adults, too, thrive on the stabilizing influence of external emotional cues. It's a dynamic interplay, a partnership throughout adulthood that shapes our capacity for empathy and growth. Our dependence on the emotional calibration offered by others may seem like a vulnerability, a lingering thread of childlike need. But in reality, it is a font of strength, a testament to our nature as social beings. It's this nurturant, reciprocating dance with our companions that grants us the power to evolve our emotional selves. In our relationships, those intimate, concentric circles of partners, family, friends, resides the sustenance our limbic system craves. They are the sculptors continually refining the prototypes of our feelings, ensuring that, instead of remaining emotional infants, we mature into fully-fledged emotional beings. It's within the warm, trusted embrace of these bonds that we find the latitude to learn, adapt, and flourish in the emotional symphony of life. Part 6. Therapeutic Transformations Reworking Emotional Connections for a Healthier Mind Picture A world perpetually bathed in green, where every view, every object is filtered through verdant lenses. Such is the influence of childhood on our emotional brains, the colors with which our earliest relationships paint the landscape of our emotions often set the tone for our entire lives. But what if those formative years were tinged with the hues of instability or misunderstanding, courtesy of caregivers who themselves grappled with their own emotional complexities? This inherited programming, this legacy of attachment styles, can perpetuate a cycle that etches itself into subsequent generations. Is it possible to recast these ingrained patterns? To break free from the emotional echoes of our past? Enter psychotherapy, the craft of reorchestrating the mind's emotional responses. At the heart of therapeutic transformation is the attractor, that neural conductor of our emotional symphony. These attractors steer our choices often guiding us toward friendships and romances that echo the emotional climate of our upbringing. But when these relational climates were fraught with turbulence, our attractors might lead us astray. Therapy, then, is a journey towards limbic revision, a methodical process of rewiring those attractions and aversions that compose our emotional preferences. While therapists might lock horns over the superiority of their particular methodologies, the critical factor transcends such debates. 
The essence of therapeutic success lies in the ability to reshape the network of attractors that presides over our limbic system. Through the alchemy of therapy, a patient's attractors can be renovated, recalibrated, and refined, moving from the monochromatic emotional expanse to a kaleidoscopic vibrancy. In essence, therapy expands the spectrum of perception beyond the confines of those green-tinted glasses. And so, the true measure of successful psychotherapy is not in the intellectual tug-of-war between different schools of thought, but in its pragmatic efficacy. Can it foster a limbic overhaul that leads individuals to forge healthier, more nurturing ties? When therapy achieves this feat, it ushers in a renaissance of the heart, unlocking new horizons of emotional fulfillment and interpersonal alignment. Part 7. The Grand Illusion. Love versus being in love and the pursuit of everlasting romance. There lies a grand illusion, nestled in the heart of our romantic reveries. One that whispers sweetly of a love that's eternal, of a bond that's unbreakable. It's an enchanting vision that has echoed through the verses of poets like Elizabeth Barrett Browning and the scenes of countless romantic tales. But what if we've misunderstood the very nature of love? To be in love is to be caught in a heady whirlwind of three potent sensations. The profound conviction that our beloved is the sole match for us in the grand tapestry of the universe, the burning desire to be enveloped in their physical presence, and the overwhelming impulse to cast aside all that doesn't fuel this fervor. It paints the world in the bold brushstrokes of passion, an all-consuming rewrite of reality, if you will. Yet it's here that the distinction between being in love and the act of loving emerges from the shadows. The former is the spark, the catalyst that draws two souls together with magnetic force. But it's merely the prelude to love, a symphony of sustained attachment that is designed to play out over time. The sad twist of fate is that we cling to the idea that the honeymoon phase, this exultant crescendo of passion, is immortal. And in this belief, we set ourselves adrift on a sea of inevitable disillusionment. When the curtain falls on this opening act as it must, we're left bereft and bewildered, our hearts heavy with loss. Our culture has not been remiss in fanning these flames of fantasy. With every fairy tale ending on the silver screen, every crush that blossoms overnight into undying devotion in the pages of romance novels, we're sold the myth that such love is the end game. These narratives seduce us with the dream of swift, seamless love that conquers all and endures forever. It's hardly a surprise, then, when reality delivers its stern lesson. These narratives are mirages, shimmering visions that can never sustain themselves in the light of day. Love, real and solid, isn't found in these fleeting moments of passion but rather in the quiet, enduring echoes that resonate long after the thrill of being in love has faded into the tapestry of life. Part 8. Mutual Transformation. How Love Alters Brain Structures and Fuses Worlds. In the vibrant dance of romance, there's a quiet transformation that often goes unseen, a metamorphosis of the mind that's as profound as it is intimate. It's the crossing of an invisible threshold, from the dazzling yet ephemeral state of being in love 
to the enduring and reciprocal act of loving. At the heart of this evolution is not just emotional connection, but mutual adaptation, attunement, and shared reality. In the realm of love, truly knowing one another is a sculpture carved over time, piece by piece, with deep intimacy serving as the artist's chisel. It takes more than a flutter of the heart or a brush of hands. It's the steady rhythmic convergence of two spirits, the gradual weaving of the fabric of two souls. This process is called limbic attunement, a synchrony that touches the core of our being, reorienting our emotional compass to align with that of our partner. Whereas falling in love can happen with the slightest touch of acquaintance, loving is the culmination of countless shared moments, each tiny interaction reshaping the intricate networks of attractors within our brains. Think of a couple, bonded not only by affection, but by a limbic resonance so profound that their beings begin to harmonize, their perceptions of the world growing more akin. This isn't the work of an outside force, like the therapist guiding a patient to new emotional landscapes, but rather an inner alchemy catalyzed by the very essence of their connection. As the loving partners exchange emotional signals, consciously and unconsciously, they sculpt each other's limbic systems, molding their emotional responses, and in doing so, crafting a shared sensory experience. It's an intimate choreography that fuses the fibers of their beings. So much so that the adage, a part of me is gone, takes on a near literal resonance when one is lost. This is the great secret of love. It changes us, not just in mind or in heart, but in the very structures of our brains entwining our fates and perceptions in a bond that truly feels like becoming part of a whole. Final Summary Our emotional canvas is first sketched in the delicate days of childhood, each experience a stroke of color on the burgeoning limbic landscape. Yet the portrait that emerges isn't fixed. It can be reimagined, repainted, and refined throughout the span of our lives. This metamorphosis demands deep, empathetic connections with those around us, kindred spirits, lovers, friends, and even therapists who guide us into new realms of feeling. In essence, we hold within us a living map, etched by long-ago hands, which has charted our course through the seas of emotion. But we are not fated to follow these ancient roots forever. The key lies in forging relationships that resonate with empathy and understanding, relationships that act as compasses guiding us towards new horizons. Nurturing these bonds, whether they blossom in the quietude of a therapist's office or in the shared laughter over a dinner table, is essential. It is through the ceaseless interplay of mutual emotional influence that we can reshape our innermost selves, reprogramming the limbic system that so powerfully dictates our emotional responses. The journey of emotional growth, then, is a collective voyage. By opening ourselves to the transformative power of human connection, we unlock the potential to evolve not just in thought, not just in action, but at the very core of our emotional being. Thank you for joining me today on this journey of learning and discovery as we explored the insights of another thought-provoking book 
in our growing library of knowledge. If you've enjoyed our time together, please take a moment to follow our podcast, give us a five-star rating, and share 20-minute books with other knowledge seekers. Your support truly means a lot. Don't forget to join me again in the next episode, where we will delve into another enriching book. Until then, happy reading and happy listening.